Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the Baby Bowl 2020 here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am so pleased to have joining me, and I, of course, am Wes Easley. You can find me on Twitter, at Loafin' It on Twitter. Don't forget to follow the show and the Fantasy Impact Today Network over at FI Today with a little underscore on Twitter as well. Uh, but I, I'm going to be joined today by the choreographer of the Baby Bowl, the commissioner of the Baby Bowl, the creator himself of the Baby Bowl, Rob Norton, at Norton0723 on Twitter. How are you doing tonight, Mr. Rob? I'm doing great, Wes. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Do I, do I sound, do I build you up big? I try to get all those things going. And I just, I try to, you know, get your ego way up there real high and everything. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You do a great job pumping me up. I, I, do you save it on your phone and play it like every morning before you get out of bed? Oh, for sure. First thing. Now, look, you don't have to lie to me to build up my ego, but I do appreciate that. Hey, but we do. Everybody in the Baby Bowl really appreciate your hard work. Uh, the uh, the commissioner, I say the commissioner, the creator, because that is what you did with the Baby Bowl. And it has been such a great, fantastic contest. And and I know that you've enjoyed it. I know you've enjoyed having all those people and getting to know all those people that have joined that contest. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, you know, I, I definitely appreciate everybody that's been a part of it. I appreciate, you know, everyone who's been active in it, everyone who has told me, you know, they, they really enjoyed it and they've had a good time. You know, it seems like it turned out really great. And, you know, I definitely appreciate you for doing this every week with me. Yeah, uh, we skipped a week last week. It, uh, the, That's it's true. getting crazy That's... around the holidays, so we didn't do it every week, but, but it's getting That's crazy right. around the holidays, and I am glad that we are able to do it again uh, one more time, at least before the end of the year. I don't know. I haven't looked at a calendar. I don't know when the end year ends. I don't pay attention to those things. I, try. <laughs> I think time is an illusion, okay? Time is an illusion, Rob, that, that we're all just living in this chaos. But we are joined tonight by the winner of week 15. Did I say that right? Was it week 15 last week? Yes, it was. Week 15's winner, somebody that you know, a part of your LWOS, Last Word on Sports, community, Ryan, is it Rye Bread Hawk? Is that what it is? Ryan the Rye Bread Hawks. Yeah. So Rye Bread <laughs> Hawks is joining Loafinit, uh, and we're surrounding Rob Norton with just a bread sandwich. I don't know what that is. Yes, yes, yes. Bread. He's got. We got bread all over the place. Yes. Hey, I thank you guys for having me on. Uh, it's it's really a pleasure to to be able to get on. I I was hoping. I was like, oh, am I going to be able to get one week of a top score? And and things weren't looking good uh, for the most part. But hey, better late than never, right? Oh, definitely, definitely. It's something to brag about, man. It's it's been a hard contest to win, Ryan. I, I it's been a hard contest for me. I've only finished like top five or maybe top ten even just one time this year. And you boom pulled out of the, the last week, almost the last week of the contest. You pulled out a first place victory. So congratulations to you. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I think one week I had like a like a, a ridiculously low score. Like it was such a low score, you had to really work on it. And uh, so I was wondering, <laughs> is that what I'm going to be doing this year? Uh, I've I've had a lot of really mediocre weeks, but uh, I think saving a lot of these big big guys for the end is kind of paying off for me on that. Yeah, we'll go over your lineup and we'll put them, put them all together with Rob's and my lineup here in just a minute and talk about next week's lineup as well. But I want to make sure that everybody knows that they can follow you on Twitter at Ryan World Eater. Is that, did I say that one right? That is correct, at Ryan World Eater on Twitter. Thank you, thank you. That's uh, after a, my first podcast I made that is debunked, but I went ahead and kept the at anyway because <laughs> it's kind of cool. <laughs> 
Now, uh, Ryan, are we in a league together too? Are we like the Hunger Bowl League or something like that together, or is that a different Ryan that I'm thinking about? Ah, different one, different one. I wish uh, next year. I let me know. I'll join. I join any league I'm invited to, pretty much. Um, so yeah, let's let's Don't. let's do it next year, man. Okay, that sounds good, but I just wouldn't say that. I, I had that same philosophy this year, and I think it came up in the Baby Bold chat room. How many leagues are you guys in? How many leagues are you joining next year? And and i got to figure out a better system. Rob, I know you're in a bunch of leagues too, and I can talk to both of you guys because both of you have been in this fantasy football community, I think, a little bit longer than I have. Rob, how do you juggle all the different uh, uh, leagues that you're in? Do you put it in a big Excel sheet, or how do you do that? Uh, so... In the beginning of the year, I put it in the, in an Excel spreadsheet. So um, mostly, it was in the beginning. I I do it simply to um, simply to kind of compare rosters across and kind of see you know what how many kind of shares I guess I have of each of each player and whatnot and how many times I drafted each player to each team and uh, but from that point. I kind of just only use it specifically because I kind of use it as a checklist to make sure I've done, I've went through each um, roster and did my did my waivers and did my roster settings and things like that. But I, I'm usually pretty active in every league, so I I check pretty much every league every single day. <laughs> it's kind of just in my spare time, just get um, get on the app and kind of check through each day. Ryan, I shouldn't have asked him that question first because Rob, I know Rob has got these things color coded and all that stuff because of how he does that. He's, I could barely use Excel. Uh, I, I, asked, I actually asked Ryan, I asked Santa for an Excel workbook or something so I could learn how to do it a little bit better. Oh, nice. Yeah, you know, I, I don't go that far in terms of Excel, but oh, man, you, you got me thinking. I, I usually will only use Excel like when I draft, you know, I, I will kind of kind of put my players in, in there. But a, a lot of times, you know, I just go old school pen and paper because I, I just feel a little bit quicker during during the draft process on that. But, uh, you know, so, something I notice, I, I mean, I average about nine leagues uh, a year. And, you know, aside from like the first couple rounds, you know, because you're you're really kind of hampered in terms of where you're picking. Right. I mean, if you're first you're, this year, you got McCaffrey. If you're towards the middle of the round, you're going to pick different in that first. But a lot of my um, lineups and my rosters, they're, they're pretty similar. You know, it, after that first and second round, you know, I've, I've got a lot of uh, like Terry McLaurin. Uh, Josh Allen, DK Metcalf, you know, I've got them in like almost all of those nine leagues, you know, so it's kind of interesting how, how it, it, your drafting just kind of starts dictating. And I try to, in a way, do it on purpose. So it is easier to manage. Um, but of course, I'm always going to try to take the best I can take. Um, so, so that kind of helps a little bit. And I just go through every single league, you know, usually towards the end of the night when I, when I'm going to bed or, or if news will break, you know, that's when things get a little bit crazy sometimes, yeah. you know, when you, when a news will break and then you got to prioritize. So what's my, what's my highest stake league? That's the one I'm going to go first and try to grab that player and then move yep. down the list of like, okay, this one's a free league. Uh, I don't really care about that one that much, you know, if I don't get the guy, but you, you, you do a little bit of prioritization and uh, kind of move down each league from there. Yeah, my fantasy football community kind of exploded this year. And so in draft season, it was the first time I had been inundated with all these different invites, right? And, right. and uh, stick, you know, sticking my foot in the door and stuff like that, too, at different times, probably. And I ended up getting in the Razz Bowl, oh. and that was my first slow draft. 
right? Okay. <laughs> and, and I'd never experienced a slow draft before. And man, that thing was creeping. And I, I didn't want to, you know, say bad things about it because it was a Raz Bowl and it, 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 it worked like a slow draft does. I'm, I'm sure just, you know, how every, each one, each draft room is a little bit different. Right. And then I got into the Hunger Bowl and it was another slow draft. And I'm like, oh, I can handle two slow drafts at a time, right? Raz Bowl, I believe, is a tight end premium league or something like that. And then the Hunger Bowl, was the first time I had ever been in a uh, quarterback premium league or whatever you call it, two quarterback league, right? right. And, and and so it was just all of these draft. Man, all of a sudden, I am getting confused about what draft room I'm in. <laughs> I have no idea. And guys, I am still using uh, the Samsung S4. Okay, okay? That's, just, that's, that's just what I'm using. So right. now all of a sudden, I'm having to download what's that? What's that app with the S with the the fantasy draft with the S? You're talking about Sleeper? Sleeper. I had I had oh. to download Sleeper. And keep mm-hmm. in mind, that means I got to get rid of two or three apps to be able to yep. handle this Sleeper app, right? <laughs> and, and my phone is on fire, fellas, every single day. And then this Hunger Bowl slow draft was actually going very fast. And mm-hmm. I mean, when it was your turn, they were yelling at you, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. kind of a fun thing. So I got one that's going really slow and it's a tight end. I got another one that's a quarterback. I was so dizzy. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't I just didn't know. <laughs> No excuses. I, I did poorly in both of those leagues, but no excuses. <laughs> hey, that's that's the funnest time of the year, though, man, when it's just chaos. I mean, draft season to me, it's it's I, I know it's fun when you win it and, and going throughout the season. But there's just something about that draft and, and during that time and, and the, the chaos of it that that makes it magical, isn't it? <laughs> No, when you were talking uh, earlier about your draft experiences, I was sitting there look going, oh, yeah, man, next year's draft stuff is going to be really fun. I was already thinking that. <laughs> what I was doing, Rob. I, Rob, you're going to have to help me on Excel to get all these sheets right, though. Yeah, yeah anytime. If, if, if you just uh, just let me know and I'll I'll uh, help you. Yeah, that that probably won't happen. I'll I'll be <laughs> I'll be sticking in the mud. I'll be using the mud mud <laughs> and stuff. All right, so let's go over our last week's uh, the rosters here real quick. And Ryan, of course, we want to highlight yours because you finished with a 136, which isn't a tremendously high score to win the Baby Bowls uh, mm-hmm. week to week each each week this year. But it still was high enough this time to get it done. And you started out with a Lamar Jackson at quarterback. And I had Lamar Jackson as well last week. Uh, I think that he's just been in a smash spot the end of this year, Ryan. Right. Yeah. You know, there's something about that, you know, that, that game he left for a little bit. There were questions on if, if it was, you know, cramps or not, but you know what, he came back and, and uh, he looked like a different player. So I said, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's time. It's time to throw him out there. I got a good feeling. Uh, they're pushing for that playoff spot. Let's let's do it. And, and I was debating. I was really close between him and Ryan Tannehill, actually. And and I said, mm, let's let's go. Let's get Lamar out there. Yeah, because one thing we've learned about Baby Bowl is you better play him when you got him, right? And yeah. You may not be able to play him again. And Rob, you you ended up starting Tom Brady at quarterback last week in a really good spot against Atlanta, but he struggled early on in that game. And my question to you, Rob is this, and you can chime in too, Ryan, at the end there. Uh, do you think that Tom Brady, in his time with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, will ever host, hoist a Lombardi trophy? I don't, but um, it's funny It's funny you mentioned that, um, you know, when we were talking before the show, talking about uh, LWOS and David, and he's a huge, huge Tom Brady fan, and um, you know, him and I on on the message boards over there, um, 
you know, sometimes we go back and forth a little bit about it because I, I don't like Tom Brady and um, never, never rooted for him and everything. And just generally haven't really liked him very much over the years. So um, we were talking, I think we were on the message boards the other day talking about it. And, you know, I said, I didn't think that the Buccaneers were as good as, you know, as they were earlier in the year and their defense has kind of fallen off and Tom Brady hasn't, hasn't looked like he can carry a team like he used to. And um, yeah, so I, I definitely, uh, I, I don't think they're gonna, they're gonna hoist the, hoist the Lombardi trophy anytime soon. Do you agree, Ryan? Or you think that maybe next year they got a better shot or they still got a shot at the end of this year? Yeah. Um, it, it, as well as uh, Rob, I'm uh, well, let, let's, let's put it out there first. I'm a Raider fan. So obviously I hate Tom Brady. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, it it's it's kind of in, it is interesting seeing him this year. Um I don't I don't hate him as much, I guess, as as I used to. Um in the Patriots uniform, it's a little bit less uh, to see him in the Bucks, but at the same time, I still, you know, when I see him struggling, it it's nice. And you know, I agree. I don't think um he, he this year it's definitely not going to happen. I think uh I think he a lot of people thought he was just going to be able to go right in and and just succeed uh immediately and we're seeing i mean at his age to learn a new system for the first time it's not gelling as much as he he thought maybe maybe he thought or a lot of people thought if i still do think he's got a shot next year um just because second year in that system they do have a good team a good offense him and bruce arians need to get on the same page but this year they 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 can't make it. They can't win it all. They're they're not as connected. They need more chemistry on that team, and they don't have an identity on offense yet. No, and I do. I love what you said there. They don't have an identity, and that's one of the things that I was sitting there noticing about this team that they really did a lot better whenever they handed the ball off. Which I think football needs a lot of a lot of teams fall in love with the pass, and they just need to hand the ball off. And if they could get that running back twenty plus carries a game. That's always a winning formula, and just commit to the run, especially with Ronald Jones Jr., who just who seems to be their most explosive player on offense outside of Mike Evans, I guess. But you know, it's, it's just easier to get the ball in Rojo's hands. All right, so back to the running backs here, uh, Rob. You and I had Cam Akers last week. That I had way too much Akers in everything I did last week. I fell in love with Akers. I got him off the waiver wire, and then I just fell in love with him, Rob. And I, I what did he do? He had an injury or something early on in that terrible Jets loss. Yeah, for sure. I think everybody did. Everybody fell in love with with Akers. You know, all season it's been, um, you know, whichever running back in that Rams system has gotten the the lead role and the most touches has performed really well. And um, so, you know, I don't think anyone was ever really questioning the talent of Akers too much. And we were just waiting for him to get that role. When it finally looked like he had that role, especially against the Jets team, um, which you would expect them to be playing from ahead and they weren't, well, that's, that's, uh, that's going to be a problem. And like you said, he got banged up. Um, so I think that kind of limited his effectiveness and, uh, he still finished with 15 carries. So he still got a, a decent enough workload, but like they were, they were, they were down the whole, the whole team wasn't effective. He was, he was hurt. So just nothing went right for him. Are you guys, are you guys ready for this? Are you ready? Oh, I'm yeah. ready. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me. I got. I got to get the smile off my face here. Take out Cam. Hold on, ready, ready. Take out Cam Akers with the trash. 
He took all my DFS cash. I, that's all. I got, really. <laughs> oh, I love that. That was great. <laughs> and and at the end, if I could ever string it together, I can't. I haven't strung it together yet. But there's a yakety yak. The Rams don't come back or something because it's you know yakities <laughs> and the Rams something. Oh like yeah. That. yeah. Right. Uh, I, I like it. <laughs> very much. Now, I'll, I'll be taking requests. The rest. Gallman was somebody you put in there, Ryan, along with and, and Ryan and Gallman was really disappointing with the Giants. What a difference Daniel Jones make! But then you were able to follow it up with uh, Swift for the Lions, who had another good game and would have had even a better game if he wouldn't have fumbled at that goal line carry that he had. Oh yeah, yeah. You know the Gallman was so funny because I just haven't believed in the guy all year. And every single game, you know, he's had he's strung together a bunch of really good games, especially cons- with touchdowns. And so I was I, I was um, scared of that regression week in and week out. And finally, last week, I said, you know what? It's time to pull the trigger on Gallman. <laughs> and of course, it's the week he lets me down. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think I considered enough of uh, Daniel Jones being out, like you said. Uh, but Swift, man. Yeah, I mean, that that's a backfield. All these rookies. This year, you know, cam makers included, they're they're so tough to predict, you know, um, and and I've really stayed away from them. I have mo- most of them are still available for me in Baby Bowl, um, and and but Swift, I was like, okay, they don't like carry on. Um, AP, you know, they they're moving away from him, so let's let's throw Swift in there, and it and it worked out. Yeah, no, it, it did. He he's been, he was fantastic. And Rob, you were able to put a rookie in there, uh, and Jonathan Taylor, who's just I I don't know. And I, I put J.K. Dobbins in my lineup as well, just because they were in that good spot against Jacksonville, I believe. So let me ask you guys this, and and Rob, I'll start with you, and then we'll throw it over to Brian. Uh, which of these run, rookie running backs would you guys rather have, like in a dynasty league, a Swift, a Taylor, or a J.K. Dobbins? Hmm. Um. So I'm I'm gonna say. Taylor. Um, he was the highest, he was the one I was the highest on pre-draft just to pure talent wise. He was also the one I was highest on after the draft. Well, when, when, um, when, before, before the whole news with, uh, with CEH, when he became the, as soon as, you know, um, Damian Williams opted out, then right. at that point, CEH vaulted to the top for me, but, um, Jonathan Taylor, you know, he was always the one that I was highest on and it looks like they're finally giving him, you know, the, the lead role that, that, uh, I felt like he should have had all along. And so he, he would still be top for me. And then I would probably put Swift, um, Dobbins is a guy, I, I love the talent, but for fantasy, I'm lower on him than most people seem to be. I've noticed, you know, around Twitter, I see a lot of people, hyping him up for next year. And I do think he's going to be better next year, especially if Ingram's gone, which I expect um, considering the contract situation. So I do like him better for next year, but my, my concern with Dobbins in terms of PPR leagues is, is Lamar. Now, usually a running quarterback opens up lanes and, and that will help his efficiency, but they Lamar also doesn't throw to the running backs very often. So that limits his, his floor with his pass catching, um, He's capable as a pass catcher. It's just that he's not going Lamar Lamar when he instead of checking down, he's gonna take off running. So that's gonna limit the the pass catching. And then every rushing attempt and yard that Lamar gets is is rushing attempts and yards that Dobbins doesn't get. And mm-hmm. anytime Lamar runs one in, that's that's a touchdown that Dobbins doesn't get. So um you saw it with Ingram last year. He he had to he finished as a top twelve 
back, but he did it with like 15 touchdowns or something. So if, if Dobbins isn't getting those touchdowns and if the offense isn't as electric as it was last year, um, next year, then it's, it's going to be hard for me to put him above guys who are getting consistent pass work. That's understandable. Do you agree with him, Ryan, of a Taylor JK and a Swift Mm-hmm. Or yeah, no, yeah. Wait, you, said, you said Taylor Swift, J.K. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd I'd actually go in that exact order, and I'll I'll, I'll kind of talk about them quickly in in reverse. Um, just in terms of Dobbins too, I think in, in talent wise as well. Not situation is even more important, but talent wise, I I don't I don't see him taking that lead back role, um, Dobbins. Um, and a lot of it too is uh, we still got Gus Edwards there, and we're seeing now. You know, even though Ingram's being phased out of the offense, Dobbins he's getting a little more work, um, but he's still not getting the lion's share. You're still seeing Gus Edwards getting a lot of those carries, um, and because he's just that bigger bulldozing back, uh, as, and especially you're going to see no matter what the situation, you know, you're going to when they're up big in games, you're seeing a lot of. Gus Edwards too, and and I've been a big fan of Edwards uh, since he's came into mm-hmm. the league. I I really liked him. He's not necessarily he'll never be a lead back either because he doesn't catch passes. Uh, but Dobbins is going to be someone who I just always see is really volatile because you know he's not you're not going to be able to predict those those catches. He's and they're not going to be a lot. And then he's going to have Gus Edwards. He ain't going anywhere either. So he'll he might be better than this year, but he, I don't think he's going to be that big. You know, I don't I don't see him as a top ten back uh, potentially. Um, okay. Yeah, and the, and Swift too. I thought Swift was probably the second most talented back coming out of the draft. I hated his situation um, because I still thought that they were going to give on Johnson a little bit more of a chance. Uh, I like Johnson a lot too, but he's he's pretty much done. I mean, it looks like yeah. they've given up on him. Uh, Peterson, he's not going to be there next year. So... DeAndre Swift, you know, he's got the potential to roll right into that lead back role. The problem is he's with Detroit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just something about them and, and running backs, they long term have not had a productive running back. I think Carrion was their first hundred yard rusher since Reggie Bush uh, when he he broke that mm-hmm. a year or so ago. So so that was tough. Um but then you've got Taylor, and you know next year we I think we most people are going to see it that he's going to be that top back, and a lot of people saw that you know he, he they're disappointed he wasn't getting those carries. But I've seen a lot of Colts games this year because my my good friend is a is a Colts fan, so we'll stream them a lot. And there was reason, you know, Jonathan Taylor looked a little indecisive early in the year. Um, his vision wasn't where. I thought it would be. Uh, he didn't look as, as explosive out of the hole. So I did see why he didn't run away with that starting job. But now, you know, you're seeing that change. He's starting to get, um, you know, get more acclimated to the game. It's slowing down a little bit for him. So I think he's going to become that back that a lot of people really thought he was going to be immediately in the season. No, I, I agree with you. I think he was much more decisive as the year's gone on, which a, a rookie should develop, which is a good sign, a really good sign. And I think Swift is doing the same things. Uh, just a uh, just a strange situation for him in Detroit, completely opposite situations. <laughs> but for Taylor and Swift uh, going in completely different directions, I think Taylor has the safest coaching outlook, mm-hmm. too, as well, Definitely. because they're, he likes to pound the rock. They yeah. like to have one running back in Indianapolis where in that J.K. Dobbins situations, it, 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 the Baltimore backfield has always been just a jumble 
mess. No matter yeah. what year it seems to have been, they always like to distribute the ball equally to three different backs. It seems like along the years ways. All right. So uh, for our th- we, Rob, you and I were able to sneak in a third running back. You uh, put in Pollard, which was one of those mm-hmm. last minute decisions, Ooh, nice. I am sure. And I was able to get Eckler in, which I thought he was going to have a bigger game because everybody else on the San Diego Chargers were out. So or Los Angeles Chargers, I call them San Diego, uh, whatever, whatever they uh, were going to be out. And then they ended up being in that they were really out. Oh, I, I don't no. know. I, so <laughs> anyway, that, that's how that worked out. And that Pollard, uh, he, he looked OK for like that last quarter of the game or that last drive. If it wasn't for that last drive, Rob, you may have ended up being under me last week. He had 100, you had 117 points. I finished up with 93. But uh, Pollard didn't look great. He didn't look terrible, but he didn't look great. But I think that's more of the D- Dallas offensive line than it is a, a, you know, a bad mark on the running backs. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, he, he, he was, uh, like you said, he broke off that – 40 yard touchdown run late. Um, so that, that ended up being a 10 point play right there. Um, so up until that point, he still, he was having a decent game. A lot of it was, a lot of his points came off of, uh, receptions cause he did get six catches for 63 yards. Um, so that gave him 12.3 alone right there. And then he, um, but like you said, like their, their line has been rough and you see it with a guy like Zeke, uh, how he struggled this year. And, um, you know, ever since Dak went down and, you know, teams can load up the box a little bit more and dare Andy Dalton to beat him uh, and and they couldn't do the same thing with Dak. So. So, yeah, I think it's kind of been a, a situation, you know, a rough situation, obviously, for them. And but Tony Pollard, you know, um, if you look at a lot of a lot of uh, I can't remember what the stat was. I think he's made the most ta- forced the most missed tackles over the last two years combined or something like per play that he's been in. So his metrics are insane. And, and I think he's like, a, I, I do think he's a really, really talented back. And, you know, um, I don't think he'll ever get this chance to shine by himself, barring a Zeke injury or trade. And I don't think anyone's going to be trading for Zeke with that contract. So right. I don't, in, in Dallas, I don't think he's going to get his, his fair shot when it comes down to it. So I'm, I'm interested to see if, if he, uh, when his contract's up, if he signs elsewhere, because I do think if he gets a lead back role that he can he can do really well. Yeah, that's possible. I, I, Ryan, I think you had probably the most popular wide receiver last week uh, amongst Baby Bowl people. I didn't pick him. I think I used. I think I burned him the one time when San Francisco didn't have any healthy players on a Thursday night or something. I don't know if I, I used him that night or not. <laughs> I can't remember. But you put Ayuk in there last week, and he really paid off. Yeah. Yeah, it it was it was kind of like oh man he he's arrived you know um and and it was it, I mean it, it was kind of to me yeah like like it was popular for a reason you know it was one of those <laughs> where you just got to throw him in there you know it's it's not something you think about and and you just put him in and and you know he's gonna do well and and in this case he did. Yeah. Corey Davis has been a pleasant surprise for people this year as well in fantasy football. I I know we've always been waiting for that Corey Davis breakout year, and it seems like we get the Corey Davis breakout every other week now is what it seems like. And you happen to pick a right week with Corey Davis this week. Yeah. Yeah. That's always the struggle, right? Because I've looked at Corey Davis a lot, you know, and you're like, is this because he's got his he's got his great weeks and he's got his down weeks. I'm like, well, Let's throw him in. Hopefully it's one of those great weeks. And sure enough, uh, paid off. 
Yeah, he had that one big run. He got. I, I think the Tennessee Titans are all looking to stiff arm people now at this yeah. point, kind of like what Derrick Henry's doing. Because I think <laughs> Davis had that nice, good stiff arm where he shook somebody or something off of there. But you also uh, got a needle in a haystack pick here with Antonio Brown as well with the Tampa Bay. The, your your wide receivers really paid off for you last week. Yeah, that one, you know, just admit it right off. Yeah, that was just a dart throw. You know, if every week I, I get one, you know, every week, you know, that's what you got to do. You get, get these the high ceiling guys. You get the ones that you think are going to get you a decent floor. And then usually the one that I'll consider my flex, that's that wide receiver that's like got that high ceiling. Look at the matchups this week. See if it pays off. And uh, sure enough, there he is, Antonio Brown. I think, and, and you can go back and fact check me on this, since their bye week, which is, which was just a couple of weeks ago for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Antonio Brown has been the most targeted wide receiver for them. It's almost like they came out of the bye week and Tom Brady was like, look, dude, we're, 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 we're making this happen now, okay? <laughs> we got to make this happen. I think he's been the most targeted wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think in last week's game, not only did he receive the first pass of the game, but he also uh, received the first pass of the game coming out of halftime. So, you know, it's just kind of like they're purposefully using Antonio Brown now at this point. I ended up picking Mike Evans, who to me has been the better wide receiver or the best, most dependable fantasy wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year, Rob, in uh, Mike Evans. And we both picked T.Y. Hilton, Rob. We both had T.Y. Hilton, who finally came back to earth last week. And I think this week he plays Pittsburgh, which won't be a very good smash spot for him. <laughs> and, and the other guy you picked, Rob, for your wide receiver was D.J. Moore. D.J. Moore. Now, I can't even remember. How, his week had to go pretty well because you finished above me. Yeah, he did. He did pretty well. He finished with uh, six catches, 131 yards, and then he had a he had a carry for a yard to to chip in there. But he, yeah, he's DJ Moore has been a guy. Ryan Ryan knows this too, and I think Ryan's on the on mm -hmm. the same uh, level with me. Is uh, we've we've been, you know messaged in with in the LWS chats and stuff, and all of us were really really high on DJ Moore. So. Um, I was definitely glad to get him on a week that he's done well because he has been a little bit of a disappointment. Even though even though he's done well overall in the year and he's 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 done more more good than bad, but um, for for the expectations I had heading in, um, the way they've used him has not been exactly what I expected, and so it's been a little bit of a disappointment this year. So I'm glad I got him on a good week. Yeah, and I ended up picking. Uh, this is interesting here. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the the tight ends here. I ended up taking Hawkinson. Uh, for my tight end, and that was just a terrible pick. You ended up with Gronkowski, Rob, for your pick, and and mm -hmm. then you ended up with Ryan uh, Mark Andrews for your pick. Now listen to this. Whenever I wrote this down, I wrote Hawk, all right, Hawk, Hawk for Hawkinson, mm -hmm. Gronk for Gronkowski. So it was Hawk, Gronk, and then and then as I abbreviated Mark Andrews, it just says Mandrews. I, I love that for a nickname of his, Mandrews, because we got Gronk, we got Hawk, and Mandrews. That's I, a good I, one. Yeah, thank you very much. You can. I, I, that's two winners I've Andrews. had today. That's two yeah. winners. Uh, but I like I like Mark Andrews too. And and he's if they could ever get that pass game going, Baltimore could be really dangerous. I'm just not sure, Ryan, if if they can get that pass game going with Lamar. He just has not impressed me as a passer yet this year or a, at all in the NFL. Yeah, I th I think he's starting to come on a little bit. I I do. I hate to 
to kind of make excuses for him. But I mean, I, I think for a while he did really have, aside from Andrews and, and the other tight end was, was Boyle, the receiving core really leaves a lot to be desired. You know, um, I Hollywood Brown's finally starting to earn his nickname, but uh, the past couple weeks, um, but I just don't think he's a number one. You know, I think he, he's a number two. So, so what's going to really help Lamar is they need to work on getting some more receivers. I mean, they got Des Bryant in the game, Tell me yeah. what other roster Des Bryant sees the field on. You know, I don't think he's a fourth receiver on a lot of teams now, uh, but he caught a touchdown for him last week. So I think that's a big problem, and it's really holding Lamar back a little bit this year is they need some more receiving options there, more than just tight ends for him. So hopefully we they can make that happen in the offseason. Yeah, I hope so, too, because you're right. Maybe that's the reason. But, I mean, he only completes 50%, 60% of his passes, mm-hmm. I think, week to week. So that's going to just be a struggle. I hope that he could progress like a Josh Allen has. If he could ever put the passing together with the running ability, he's going to yeah. have another unbelievable fantasy football career. Hey, uh, remind everybody they're listening to the Baby Bowl 2020 here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. You could head over to Twitter to find the Fantasy Impact Today Network over there, FI Today with a little underscore. You can find me on Twitter, at Lofinit. Don't forget to follow Rob Norton as well at Norton 0723 and don't forget to head over to Anchor FM and subscribe to the show make sure you like it make sure you follow it all those different things that you can do and leave a comment and review and slap those stars around for me and we have got joining us tonight Rob and I Orion Rye bread Hawks. I like, I'm going to put the rye bread in there every chance I get Ryan and you can find him on Twitter <laughs> at Ryan world eater. Now guys, one of the things I want to do tonight uh, is build my baby bowl lineup. I want you guys to hear the people I have and we can talk and discuss about the people that I could put in there to find a winning lineup. And, and you, you cannot let me put, well, I guess I can't use these guys again, but you know, you guys got to save me, man. I got to have one of these top weeks here. So I'm okay. going to depend on you guys to do this, but Rob, we have to go over these, uh, uh, leaders, the leaderboard because we're we're in one more week this is the last week going into this, this right is it yeah so one of the things i forgot rob as we we're here in this last week is that i wasn't even talking to our co-host here ryan I, i'm not even talking to him you know why hmm. because of his big week and his winning week he now passed me in the baby bowl standings for the year Ooh. yeah so I'm not, not Ryan. You've just been banned off the show for now. The rest, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but we're, you and I are down here towards. I don't know. Uh, we're yeah, we're bottom fishing right now. We're looking yeah. for some uh, catfish down here in the bottom of the lake right now. We're <laughs> now we're not at the very bottom, but uh, we're in the middle somewhere. I want to say we're in the middle. And coming up here at number ten, Rob, and I want to count this down a little bit backwards for us so everybody can hear their name a little bit here. Uh, I'm going to start out somewhere in ten. I'll go down a couple more. Uh, Joe Flo, who's Joe Flo, Joe Flo 23. He's got Michael Jordan's name on there. I don't know who that is, but Joe <laughs> Flo is down there at 1680. It's Harris time has made that leaderboard as well. Your buddy, Jason Polo, he made the leaderboard. Justin Lay, Jesse Clark, Steve Howard, and there's a Robert Norton right there. What, are, what position are you in, Rob? Eighth, seventh? Sixth. I'm, Sixth. I'm in six. I'm in striking position. Well, nobody ever accused me of being able to count. I don't know if you're in striking <laughs> position, my friend. You're at seventeen twenty, seventeen twenty yeah. right now. So yeah, you're 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 there. David Walker though is ahead of you at seventeen twenty three. I don't recognize a David Walker. He's a he's a D. I think it's D A Walk in the in, oh, the, in the group oh, chat. Okay. Yeah, yeah, fantasy yeah. guy two one six. I think it was his, yeah, his yeah, handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's oh yeah, he's very active in that yeah. chat. Oh, David is right there. Yeah. Oh, he's got you. Yeah. Much too. You know what's funny is um, I didn't know him beforehand, 
And it's a, it's a funny story. I didn't know him beforehand. And then I had been talking to him when I was moving and he mentioned that he was a realtor. So we were just talking and then I had seen his name on some realtor stuff (laughs) and we were talking and he actually lives right near me. I mean, he lives probably 10 minutes, 15 minutes from me, I would say at this point. And, and, um, you know, he works really close to where I work and I had I had no idea beforehand, but we're, huh. you, you know, we're actually both uh, local right in, in here in Northeast Ohio. So one day, Ryan, maybe you and I can live in an up fancy neighborhood like those two guys do, you know, just, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Steve, Ohio, it's, it's, it's not too fancy. <laughs> Steve Howard, Rob Norton and David Walker all right there together at that 1720 mark. So those guys are fighting it out there right there for bragging rights. Jason Stern is at 1748. He's kind of he's he's right there kind of flying solo. As long as he has a good, mm-hmm. consistent week this week, he'll he'll be able to finish in the top five. But the top three. Are you ready for this, guys? Are you ready? Joshua Cho, who's been there all year long, is at 1770, and he's got Mr. McCarthy shaking in his boots right now, who is at number two at 1772. But one guy who is not feeling any pressure, I don't... Ben Condelius, who's been on the show a couple of different times at FF, it was at Fantasy Football Dad, is that what he is, or Extra Point? Which one is he, Rob? Yeah, he's Extra Point. Okay, okay, he's the extra point. He he's not feeling any pressure in this. Have you guys seen him lately? Have, have you seen what he's doing on the extra point? Uh, have, have you seen uh, the True North's uh, lip sync challenge or whatever? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was catching catching some of that going around. Uh, Rob, we have created a monster. Is what we did. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> he is out there with a goofy song. I think it's a goofy song, a Disney song, and he's dancing. He's he's got this background. I I almost want to claim that I don't even know Ben at some points. You know, <laughs> I actually haven't haven't caught his. I have to check this out. Oh, you may not be able to ever get it out of your mind if you watch it. <laughs> no, he he does a bang up job. He's been doing a great job, and Ben is having a lot of fun right now. And it is our pleasure to be able to have him on the show at different times with us throughout the year. And maybe we will end up having him on here one more time if he wins everything. But Rob, I don't know what our off season plans are. I know that you have got a, uh, a what is it a, going to be a playoff? kind of a contest coming up. I don't want to hold you to anything, but you have mentioned something about it in the chat group. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I've talked about this before um, in terms of how I kind of got the idea for this whole, whole, uh, you know, contest to begin with. It was because I did it last year for the playoffs and I've done them for the playoffs before and I never did one for a regular season and I always thought it would be interesting. So, um, you know, Last year I did it for the playoffs and I did it all on Excel sheets and I kept track of everything by hand and everything else. Um, so now that I have this site, it's, it definitely makes it a lot less work on me. And, you know, since I've done it in years past, I, I definitely, you know, was thinking about um, trying to get it going again for, for playoffs for this year. And obviously with playoffs, it has a different twist on it in that not only can you only use the guys once, but it makes it really interesting in the fact that obviously teams get eliminated. So, you it's 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 really strategic in the sense that you you know you want your players to do good the players you choose you want them to have great games but you also want them to lose so that way <laughs> you're you're because if you're if you choose those players and they keep moving on you can't choose those players anymore so you know it gets it gets really really interesting depending on player selection um you know i think last year a lot of play, people had already chosen mahomes before 
before they went to the Super Bowl, and um, you know they they couldn't use him in the Super Bowl. So um, you know, and same thing. I think I don't know if a ton of people used Garoppolo already at that point, but I, I know some people had. So there was there was some people at that point since you couldn't use Garoppolo or. Mahomes using using backups. And I think I think someone had Chad Henney and you know other people had CJ Beathard or Nick Mullins or whatever else. So um, yeah, it was it's it it makes it tough. Ryan, I I just well Rob was explaining all that. I started looking at my microphone like a dog would. You know what I mean? Just kind of staring at it, turning my head sideways, <laughs> trying to figure it out, and, and it just sounded really strange to me. I, I, that would be an interesting format as well, Ryan. I don't know if you've ever played in something like that before. Yeah, I've done something kind of similar um, where I think every 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 year, I, I think it might be an LWS where, where, I don't know if it's exactly like that, um, where, so it's like this though, it's a little different. You choose your player and if that, it's actually opposite, right? So if that player wins then you keep them and you continue with that player in your lineup throughout the playoffs now if they lose then then you have to choose a new player so say you know that and but but it's also like points are doubled the more you go or something so you can even choose like uh they like say Mahomes got the first round by and you you even if you choose him that first week he doesn't play a game but next week he gets double points and if he wins he moves on so I played I've played something kind of kind of in that vein but not exactly so that that's a lot more strategic because you can only use them once so yeah you might have no one I might be hoping uh that maybe the Saints make it all the way uh in this type of thing that's Rob's doing because then at least if I use Drew Brees Hey, I got Taysom Hill who's going to come in and I can play, right? <laughs> yes, and exactly. you can play Taysom Hill at quarterback, running back, or vulture. One of the, <laughs> any one of those three. All right. uh, the highest point total on the board for this week, I believe, is going to be the Tennessee Titans at the Green Bay Packers. That's going to be a 56-point total. And, guys, we could safely say quickly here, because we're going to be running out of time shortly, um, that that if you have Derrick Henry, you better fire him up against the Green Bay Packers because that, that defense is just terrible against the run. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, definitely. All right, and then another one, another high point total is the Atlanta Falcons at the Kansas City Chiefs. That one's a 54-point total, and I, those Falcons, man, they they fight. They fight. I don't know if they got enough fight in them for Kansas City or not, and I think that Kansas City air assault is just going to be going crazy this week in Atlanta. Am I right on that thought, Brian? No doubt. No, no doubt. No doubt. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are traveling to Detroit. Uh, Going to be indoors. Tam- Tom Brady should be able to excel at that one. That's another 54-point total there. I-, I don't know which wide receiver to pick other than Mike Evans in that system, though. Um, just it seems like it's a. It, it just it just it just seems like it's really tough. Okay, now look. What I want to do is I'm going to hit my submit lineup. Rob, I've gotten pretty good at the my fantasy league thing. I- I've gotten I've gotten pretty good at this. I- I've I've been able to understand this a little bit better. And guys, help me walk through this. At quarterback for the last week of the year, I have got to I, I can choose Aaron Rodgers against Tennessee Titans, Ryan Tannehill at the Green Bay Packers, Jalen Hurts at Dallas. Um, I even I can choose Matt Ryan. I could choose Drew Brees. I could choose Tua if I wanted to. Uh, I can even choose a Marcus Mariota if I was so desperate. <laughs> but he's playing the Miami Dolphins, so I don't know that we want to go with him. But Ryan. Uh, Marcus Mariota coming in off the bench last week really showed that he played pretty well, didn't he? He did. You know, he did. He almost uh, he almost 
won us the game uh, as, a, as a Raider fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of ended in, in defeat in the end. A lot of Raider fans are actually calling for him to be the uh, straight-up starter, regardless of Carr's health. Uh, now, I don't, I don't necessarily know if I'd go that far. I wouldn't mind seeing more of him, for sure, especially now with uh, playoffs uh, more of a dream than a possibility. But, you know, um, I've always been a fan of Mariota. Uh, so I, I really like that signing and, and um, you know, it'd be interesting. I, I'm, from what I'm hearing, though, word is, is that Carr is likely to start just uh, mm-hmm. for the inside information on that. Uh, he is likely to start. He practiced in full today. So the Mariota dream might be dead before it uh, even arrives, unfortunately. Well, unless Carr comes out and he just doesn't do well in the first quarter and he might have a quick hook. You never know. I watched mm-hmm. Marcus Mariota a lot here in Tennessee. Uh, well, when he played with the Titans, it was just always on locally. So I was able to watch him a lot. And what ended up really happening with him, he ended up becoming more of a pocket quarterback. Then mm-hmm. he, he started running. And that was a lot of injury uh, reasons why. And I and he just didn't excel as that. He was able to run a lot last week. And, and those running yeah. quarterbacks really seem to do well in the NFL this time of year. Rob, mm-hmm. out of those guys that I named, Rodgers, Tannehill, Hurts, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, which guy are you leaning towards for me to start? Hmm, it's tough. I think I'm leaning Rodgers. He's just been so good this year. Tennessee, that like you already mentioned there, that's the, that's the highest over under. Um, Rodgers is, you know, like I said, been so good. Tennessee's defense has allowed a lot of points. They've been able to score a lot of points, so it should be a back-and-forth affair. Rodgers should be able to throw a lot. The other one is Hurts for me. Um, you know, I, I love what he's doing. I love rushing quarterbacks so much, and um, they just, you know, bring such a high floor with, with uh, a big upside, too. So, um, you know, for those who don't have Rodgers left – Hurts is definitely advised uh, a recommended start. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, roll tide. That's where I'm going. I, I yeah. I'm not starting Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. There's a reason why Green Bay Packers on my bench, and I'm not going to start him. No, I, Aaron Rodgers would be in a great spot, I think, against the Tennessee Titans. The Titans have been playing really hard though after their uh, last couple of weeks there. They they had a wake up call a couple of weeks ago, and I think that they've come out a little bit more fired up. This is a big playoff game too, Ryan, for the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. Both of them are still in the hunt, I think, right now for that that division title. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and I, and on my my other podcast I do I I joke that the winner of that division is going to win five games, and uh, I think uh, the football team's already at, at six if I'm remembering right. But I mean, it's it's crazy how uh, it's it's anybody's game here, uh, and and it basically is a playoff game this week, and who knows who's going to win? Uh, I put my money on the Eagles personally, but it could go either way. Boy, Ryan, uh, on the running backs, and I have a plethora to choose from, it feels like, anyway. But th- it, it really doesn't look that that well. I've got Christian McCaffrey, who I, who's going to be left on my board this year. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not because he's not going to play. Same. Mm-hmm. I got yep. Tony Pollard sitting there. Oh, you got him too? Okay. Tony Pollard uh, sitting there, which might be a good start this week against Philadelphia. Uh, I have Nick Chubb. Against the New York mm. Jets, huh? That's automatic, right? I'm putting him in right you now, right? Oh, yeah. You got to okay. put in Chubb. Yeah, let's let's throw him in right now. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, which, uh, you know, if one of those two guys maybe against. But let, hold on. I got Josh Jacobs against Miami, which I can't play this week. He's not in a great matchup against Miami, right? Oh, no. He, as a Raider fan, I'll, I'll say no. He's still pretty banged up. Uh, I know he had a, a decent game overall last week due to volume, but just looking at him play, he, he I wouldn't recommend it. His, his floor is as low as ever right now. 
Yeah, and plus he was trolling all the fantasy guys, so I should just not start him. Uh, Rob, I got Chris Carson as well against the Rams, but we, if I can avoid that, I shouldn't start that guy either, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, with Hyde back healthy, and yeah. I mean, he hasn't stolen he hasn't stolen a ton, but he did rip off that that one big play, and you know, it just limits it a little bit. And plus, like you said, the matchup isn't great. Okay, right. and then I got Leonard Fournette. Against Detroit, guys. That's not, that sounds kind of juicy. Yeah, that one's an intriguing one for me. I'm, I I was staring at that as well in Baby Bowl too, and it's ju- just tempting. But I mean, man, that's a risk. <laughs> yeah, I, he got kind of bailed out on a couple of uh, what defensive penalties last week, I think, and the ball got down at the one yard line, so he was able to run it in a couple of times. Yeah, I, I believe will, so. I will say this though, when I was watching that game. Leonard Fournette actually made somebody miss instead of running right into him, which was amazing. <laughs> I, it, it was a guy holding the flags at the sidelines, but I mean, it was still somebody, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, it's funny, Leonard Fournette, uh, uh, quick thing on him. It's 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 funny because if you look at that draft class, that running back draft class that he's in, I mean, the names in it are just incredible. And he's, he's, he's going to go down in, in history as – a huge, huge bust in that sense, considering he was the first one drafted above Kamara, above McCaffrey. I think Aaron Jones was in that that class, and I'm, I know I'm missing some others, but that that cra- that class is truly insane. And he's he was the first one taken. Yeah, I have a DeAndre Swift too, who you played last week. He's going against that Bucks defense, so that's a pretty tough matchup, I think, Ryan. Ooh, that's a that, that's a tough yeah. one, Bucks. Mm. Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd try to avoid that one. Okay, Le'Veon Bell. I got a James Conner who hasn't done it. Kenyon Drake. I got Kenyon Drake who, against the 49ers, though, so that's a tough one, too. And then I have Melvin Gordon, guys, uh, going against his old team, the Los Angeles Chargers. Surely he's going to be drinking some of Tyreek Hill's pickle juice on the sidelines to get get uh, in, in, in a groove for this game. Ooh, that that that's one I might really really consider. I, uh, Melvin Gordon. Um, when when you look at last week's game against the the Bills, it looks like um, Gordon's starting to kind of outshine uh, Lindsey there and getting a lot more of the the significant carries, uh, especially against his former team. Uh, and the Chargers' run defense is not great. Oh, I might I might I might like that one. I kind of okay. like I like that matchup. All right, David Johnson is also on my board, Rob. And what did he catch? Like eleven passes last week? <laughs> yeah, I think I think he was had eleven eleven receptions last week, and like and this week he's against Cincy. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I know they 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 played well last game, and really, I mean, shocked everyone the way they took it to Pittsburgh. But um, even in that game with Pittsburgh not lo- looking well, Benny Snell produced well enough. So, you know. Um, David Johnson, I definitely recommend as well. I got a Salvin Ahmed too with Miami, and he's done well against the Raiders. How's that Raiders run defense, though, Ryan? Well, oh, this one's really hard uh, to say because uh, most of the year our run defense was terrible, really, really bad. Um, but so remember, we fired Paul Gunther, our defensive coordinator, after that loss to the Colts. Now, last week, our defense wasn't much better, and it's hard to expect much uh, with the three-day turnaround, but one strength of it was that run defense, and you, and you saw that with Eckler not having that great of a game, or really any running backs for that matter. So it, it's tough. Uh, I don't know if I'd want to necessarily uh, move in that direction, uh, okay. dis- despite the decent matchup on paper. 
Yeah, I, I, thanks for reminding me that I got to see the Eckler matchup just completely <laughs> fail me in Babel Bowl. So he's, hey, Kareem Hunt, too, if he's still out there, I know he's been a backup running back. People probably burned him, and I, I didn't burn him early on just because I didn't like him in the number one role. I think he's a lot more comfortable in the number two spot uh, for me personally. But going against the Jets, that'd be a really good one. Tevin Coleman, I'm not sure who's going to be starting at running back for the San Francisco 49ers. I doubt that it's going to be Tevin Coleman. And I, I know he's moving up in a lot of the you know trending charts for people that are getting added for this championship week. I just would hate to depend on Tevin Coleman. I have a Wayne Gallman against the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to avoid him. Daryl Henderson, Rob, uh, for the Rams against the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks have been kind of a funnel for pass, pass rushers, it seems like. And now with Akers being out, is Daryl Henderson going to be that guy who gets all the touches in Los Angeles? You know, uh, he he was doing great earlier in the year, and he's been been really good when they've given an opportunity, but um, I don't hate that. Like if, if, you know, if you've used a lot of, a lot of good plays and you don't have, it's pretty slim pickings. I, I definitely don't mind Henderson. Um, there is a little bit concern because it is McVay and he likes to mix it up a bit. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if Malcolm Brown comes out and has 10, 10 to 15 touches in this game either. So um, they, they both could split work and, or Henderson, you know, could come out and get 20 plus carries and so there is a bit of uncertainty there yeah Edo Smith was also named the starter in Atlanta if people haven't used him he is going against the Chiefs and he's a nice little pass catching running back right now uh, for the Atlanta Falcons he was last year as well so he might be actually taking a a time to shine here Ryan Uh, but I think Ryan I'm going to go with and you can tell me veto it if you want to you're the champ this week Chubb Gordon and David Johnson it sounds like a good combination Oh yeah, I mean those are those are high ceiling plays. I mean each of those 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 three could all be top ten backs this season. That's a real real good lineup you got there uh, to finish off. I used uh, I, I used all those guys unfortunately <laughs> myself, but yeah, that's a winning lineup right there. Hey, you you might not have a guest next week with that because you might be the top scorer. <laughs> solo, I'll be flying solo. I really though hurt hurts or Rogers this week, guys. Hurts or Rogers. I think so. Part of me thinks the safe play is Rogers, but the fun play is Hertz. Yeah. Um, so you know, Hertz. Yeah, I've always had a thing for the running quarterback. They're just they're just more fun to watch, in my opinion. Yeah. They can do, break off more exciting plays. You know, you and I've always had a thing for him in fantasy because, um, you know, the the rushing aspect. You know, forty rushing. 40 rushing yards is equal to a passing touchdown. So, you know, that Hertz has been getting 40 plus rushing. I mean, he got what a hundred the first game and I think it was like 60 some the last game. So, you know, if you take that 80 average, that's, that's, that's two touchdowns passing he's getting just from his legs. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, yeah. And we saw, he put up a 40 point game last, last game. So he's, he's got a huge upside as well. Um, I think, like I said, Rodgers in the Rogers is a safe play because he's in the highest total game. He's going against a bad passing defense in a game that should be just a, a complete shootout. So they should be throwing, and you know he's likely to get his two two seventy to three thirty passing with two to four touchdowns in that range. And you know he's he's not really going to kill you. So, but, yeah. but especially for a Bama guy. Uh, you know, <laughs> watching watching Hurts put up a big game would 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 be sweet. All right, I have got way too many wide receivers left on the board, guys. I've got <laughs> I got Calvin Ryan. I've got Calvin Ridley against the Chiefs. 
Yes, right? Yes. I mean, just, yes. That's, okay. That yes. One, just, just, just add them in right now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's wait till you hear this. You guys are going to laugh at me. Rob, this has been my Achilles heel all year long. This is this is where I went into the room trying to outsmart everybody by picking t- uh, wide receivers that... <laughs> I, I also have A.J. Brown for the Titans still left on my board. I have yes. Chris Godwin. I have Justin Jefferson. I have Julio Jones. I have Robert Woods. I have, I've got D.J. Moore. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're, Johnson. You're, you're loaded. <laughs> yeah, well, I only have seven spots. Can I use some bonus spots tonight, this week, Rob, please? <laughs> we, right. could, uh, uh, we can see what we can do. No, that's that's fine. Chris Godwin, Ryan, he's he's kind of been the odd man out. I feel like in that uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. Am I feeling right on that, or or am I just off on that whole the whole situation there? No, I I definitely think so. Godwin, he's not something I'd I'd probably want to rely on and and take that chance in this last week. He does seem to be trending downwards um, as the year is going on, right? Um, I don't know. I I don't remember his stats from last year, but I mean, I mean last week, but uh, I I, I, I don't like that one either. Yeah, I mean, it seems like like we mentioned earlier, Antonio Brown's that go-to guy, and and Mike Evans is, is, um, you know, he's still there too, you know? Uh, AJ Brown against that Packers defense, Ryan. He he's been uh, that Packer defense has been really hard against mm-hmm. uh, wide receivers as well. So I can't use him this week. Um, it's it's. I mean, they've but been. It's AJ Brown, right? Yeah, but it, that's the thing. It's still AJ Brown. So you know, he's he's someone who can, regardless of the matchup, get you some points. You know, at the same time. He's he does have that low floor too, um, but man, he he can have a a boom game as well this week if you're looking for the points and you want that ceiling. AJ Brown's as high as it gets. I want the number one spot. Justin Jefferson against the New Orleans Saints can't get me there, can he, Rob? Ooh, man, Justin Jefferson, he's been See? so good. He's he's <laughs> he's he's definitely got got upside in any matchup. Um, so I mean, this is the Saints, man. I know, I know, but the thing, the thing is, this, uh, you know, the Saints have been a good defense, but um, the the thing is, is that is is Lattimore going to be on him or is Lattimore going to be on Thielen? And right. if if Lattimore is on Thielen, that could open up a lot for Jefferson. And plus, with the Saints being a good team, the Vikings might have to throw more often than they than they want to because we all know, you know, they they're a they're a team that wants to get ahead and just ground and pound. Uh, Dalvin Cook until he's touched the ball 30, 40 times. So they might not be able to do that in this one. And if, if, like I said, if Thielen is the one getting a lot of coverage from, from uh, Lattimore, Jefferson could see 10, 15 targets in this one. Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are still left on my board, Ryan. It really seems to me whenever I look at all these box scores for the Rams, that Robert Woods is the clear, clear fantasy uh, wide receiver to have on your team instead of Cooper Cup this year. Definitely. Yeah, I don't know um, what's going on with with the uh, cup. I th- I think it looks like the the Rams are doing a lot more two tight end, um, you know, sets, which is taking a little bit away from cup. Uh, Woods has a little bit more, you know, he could go outside inside. So definitely Woods, if you're going to have to choose between the two, um, I'm interested to see what kind of game this is going to be this week mm-hmm. between them um, in terms of Rams Seahawks. They're both going to be a little hungry, I think. Definitely, and it's an interdivisional game, so it's going to be probably a little bit lower scoring. You think uh, the defense has got to be a little, and and the Rams just chewed up the Seahawks last time from a mm-hmm. fantasy standpoint. I also have, 
I also have Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and I'm sure Galladay. Some are, you know, not Galladay. Uh, Gallup is somewhere on my board as well, Rob. Uh, but Amari Cooper really disappointed last week. That Philadelphia Eagle secondary, though, is really kind of shaky right now. I, I, I could almost see this being a bounce back game for Amari. Yeah, he's definitely not a bad option. Um, you know, I don't have, I actually don't have Amari left, but I do have CeeDee Lamb. So it is somebody that I've, I've been considering and I do have Gallup as well. So, I mean, I, and if I had Lamb, or if I had Amari, he'd be my first choice of, of those receivers. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not a bad option. Although <laughs> with the guys you've named so far, I don't think he'd be, um, uh, jumping above any of those. Well, I'll just I'll just let you know while you were talking. I took uh, I took David Johnson out of my lineup and I put Josh Jacobs in. So now I got a Jalen Hurts, a Josh Jacobs, a Calvin Ridley, a Mari Cooper, and I'm going to put yeah. in Julio Jones just for the fun of it. And I'm just going to have a good old lineup of uh, Alabama players. Is what I'm going to end oh, up doing. Man. I bet you I got Irv Smith in here somewhere too to be able to pick the tight end. I'm just going all that roll tide, baby. The classic uh, uh, Alabama stack. I like it. <laughs> It gets you. It gets you far nowadays. It gets you far nowadays. Do you that's, think you can true. count on Marvin Jones Jr. this week, Ryan? If if you needed him at wide receiver, and you know, it, with me having such slim pickings, uh, he's actually somebody I'm looking at at uh, might have to play because I went um, heavy wide receiver all year. Usually my flexes were were wide receivers, so he's actually one of the top rated ones I got left. He's been pretty good um, in Galladay's absence. Um, so, you know, in a Bucks game that, that could get high scoring, it, it could not. Um, he's someone I'd consider. He's not someone I'd consider for you, considering the rest of the guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to make sure people know, too, McCole Hardman, he had nine targets last week. I don't know what they're doing with Kansas City, but that game should be a little bit opened up for Kansas City at this point. Uh, A-Rob is also going to Jacksonville this week so that might be a little smash spot for him and I think Trubisky would be the guy throwing it to him in Chicago if that's an option for the people in Baby Bowl as well. I don't know about Miami against those Raiders I I haven't seen Tua just give me a clear definition of who he's going to throw the ball to but Tua has definitely been somebody who has surprised me last week he was supposed to do really really bad against the New England Patriots because the Patriots always chew up Bill Belichick always chews up rookies right Rob and and last week Tua showed us that he's just not an ordinary rookie yeah true um you know i've been i've been a little bit tough on Tua so far and it's more from a fantasy perspective um you know it just seems like especially early on they were kind of limiting the amount of throws he he was making and last week it seemed like they definitely were which is understandable considering you know they've they've been a pretty good team surprisingly good this year especially on defense and they um you know they're they were missing basically every playmaker on offense last week so it it made sense to kind of ground and pound a bit so um in terms of Tua uh you know I I, I I'd want to see what pass catchers he has available before uh thinking of him but but yeah last question for you Ryan about wide receivers the Los Angeles Chargers Let's just uh, let's just let's just say Keenan Allen's not going to play, and and I don't think anybody wants to trust Keenan Allen right now at this point. And Mike Williams isn't going to play. Is there another wide receiver there that we can have confidence in? 
Confidence is tough. I mean, if you want, if you want some dart throws, I, both of those other two guys, you got Guyton and uh, I, I think uh, last name is Johnson. I don't know if it's Tyron yeah. Johnson, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you've you've seen him make plays. You've seen him score some touchdowns. Um, you know, if if you need a dart throw and and you want someone who's got that high ceiling, especially against the the Broncos, who who just kind of you, you saw him last week give up crazy points to. Uh, the the uh, bills you know they're they're people you can put in there um but just you know expect them they could they could give you two points they could give you 20 points <laughs> that's true i guess i so if you can find somebody else try and do that all right so george kittle rob i'm not even going to ask you because you've always been like no i don't want people coming off the injury list and stuff like that <laughs> i don't think that he's going to play uh this week and maybe maybe ryan you've got a little bit better insight being in that neck of the woods if george kittle's actually going to play there's no reason they should play him though this year right Oh man, yeah. I I wish I I had more insight too. I just have a uh, I am a Raider fan, but I actually do live in San Diego. I've been monitoring it too because Kittle is another guy I haven't played in Baby Bowl yet. So um, you know, if he plays, I I think I'm gonna have to fire him up. You know, okay. um, I mean it's it's pretty barren at tight end as it is. Um, I mean it's as much of a dart throw out there, but I don't think he's gonna play. I I don't think so. Why why would they do that? You know, they're not gonna make the playoffs. <laughs> It, it, yeah, you're you're right. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put him out there. I wouldn't risk it. But George Kittle's a different breed, man. He just mm-hmm. he he wants to go out there and show everybody that he could, even if he's hobbling around on one leg. He wants to show me. So I have George Kittle left. I have Noah Fount left. I have Zach Ertz, Tyler Higby, Austin Hooper, Evan Ingram, Mike Dusecki. I have everybody left. I could I could start anybody. I got my choosing right here. Dallas Goddard. Look, the, see now it's it's very clear and evident why I'm not very high up on the leaderboard, right? I mean, it's just, I went in there outsmart the room every single week. And it just Who have you been starting at tight end? That's what I'm wondering, to have all those guys. <laughs> I, 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 well, I was like, okay, I'm going to run out of tight ends at some point, And I ended up uh, having a plethora of tight ends. If anybody wants to trade me a tight end for a uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson again this week, I can do that. Uh, but who whose matchup do you guys like there against the, the Dallas Cowboys? A Zach Ertz or a Mike Jacecki better, Rob? Um. I'd rather go with Ertz, I think. Um, you know, well, a lot rides on if Jasicki is is healthy and active too. So we'll we'll have to wait and see on that. But you know, I I love playing the players against Dallas in general. So I have no problem going with Ertz or Goddard. Okay. All right. So both of those guys, uh, whenever we talk about another good smash spot here for the tight end position, the Cleveland Browns and Austin Hooper sound like a good one to me, Ryan. Mm, Cleveland against Browns. the Jets. Yeah, it sounds good. It sounds good, but I just Hooper's been so inconsistent this year. He hasn't been what what you wanted, and and I just find it, you know, the I find it hard to trust Baker still, and he doesn't really seem to have that like a, a go to target even when he does. You know, I I, I know you're not mentioning someone that I'm looking at that that I perked up when you said is Noah Fant. I mean, when he when he's been on the field with Drew Locke, he's been pretty good. Um, and you saw him have a good game last week. I think he had uh, almost 20 points, maybe. And uh, the Chargers linebacking cores are not very good. Um, you saw Waller do uh, really well against them last week. I think he had over 100 yards. Fant is someone I'd I'd want to keep in mind. 
Okay, I will keep that in mind. And I'm trying to look down the board here, uh, just in our in, in like the the point totals here of somebody. Uh, maybe a Logan Thomas, if they haven't used him against the Carolina Panthers, you'd want to use him. Hunter Henry against the Denver Broncos. I, I I'm not sure I could have a lot of confidence in him this week, Rob. Hunter Henry. Um, yeah. He yeah. Um, I'm trying to find him on here. I've already used him, so I gotta. Got to check him out here, but he, uh, while you look at that, I got, I got a guy, I got a theory. You guys want to hear my theory? I got a great theory. Pro Bowl snubs. Okay. Pro Bowl snubs. People who have been snubbed in the Pro Bowl this year. One of the guys who was mentioned a bunch on Twitter was Robert Tunyon. Okay. He got snubbed, you know, he didn't make it. I, I, Aaron Rodgers is a very vengeful person. I, that's just how he strikes. Maybe as a Bears fan, that's just my impression of him. <laughs> but I could see Robert Tunyon getting two or three touchdowns this week if you haven't used him at Baby Oak. I know I'm going to play him in a lot of DFS lineups. I know it's going against the Titans, but they still have a 32-point point total for the Green Bay Packers this week, what I'm looking at, and that's the highest point total on the board of a combined point total. And I could just see Tunyon getting a bunch of those touchdowns this week. And I just I could see that. I don't, I'm looking at other people, too. I need to look at that, who got snubbed in the Pro Bowl. Is that a pretty good theory, Rob? Yeah, I think so. I, if I... Still had Tunyon left. I I have no issue playing with it, playing him. Like you mentioned, you know, and, and as we were talking about a little bit, the tight end position's been so rough outside of you know Kelsey and Waller pretty much, and and so you know Tunyon I think is actually fourth on the year uh, if I if I remember correctly, and and so to get the guy who's been fourth on the year and in the highest the highest implied team total, the highest over under, and at the tight end position where a lot of times you're hoping for a touchdown. I mean, we're, we're better to go than in the game that's projected to have, you know, the highest scoring team and overall. Yeah, that's true. I think I used Tony and Ryan on the week that he did get a couple of touchdowns. That's actually when I hit. And and just just for the record, Ryan, you asked me who else who I used. I've used every San Francisco tight end that they have except George <laughs> except George Kittle this year. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how it's been. Uh, hey guys, you, great job. I don't want to keep you two any longer. We've been on here long enough. But you have done a fantastic job, Ryan. It has been a pleasure talking to you, and I'm so glad that I've gotten to know you on this podcast. Hey, I really appreciate you guys having me. Um, it's it's been it's been a lot of fun. It's been nice to jump on a podcast, get to know some new guys, and hey, get to talk to you guys, uh, hear guys' voices, some people from the Baby Bowl. So, um, again, thank you, thank you for having me. No problem. And what's your? You said you had a podcast. Could you tell everybody what that podcast ah, is? Ah, right, yeah, yeah. So that one is actually called Last Word on Football. Uh, you can find us on most podcasting sites uh, um, with iTunes. Uh, we're on uh, Stitcher. Uh, what do I listen to it on Spotify? There we go. Uh, so on, on most of those places, you could find us there. You can also find, I, I do write some Raider articles for Raider Ramble, a little less frequently, but check out Raider Ramble. And of course, last word on uh, Sports LWS Network. That's where my home, where I'm uh, really from. That sounds good. And don't forget to follow him on Twitter at Ryan World Eater. And make sure you look and tell him that Ryan Rybrand Hawks is a great name because he has a word bread in there somewhere <laughs> along the way. And, and Rob, you did a fantastic job as well. I always appreciate you helping me build this baby bold lineup tonight. Uh, and just for thank you so much for putting it all together, Rob. Yeah, I appreciate that. And like I said before, thanks for having me on. And, you know, thanks for having me on all year. It's been it's been a blast. And, you know, I always appreciate it. And I appreciate uh, Ryan jumping on, getting to talk to him for a little bit. And yeah, it was definitely fun. 
at Norton0723 is where you can find him, and he'll have all his uh, Daily Fantasy articles coming out here at the end of the week, I hope, uh, as, at probably Saturday, because your editor, Rob, has got to get those. And it's a holiday on Friday, so you're going to, I'm sure, allow him from your fancy-schmancy house that you're sharing over there <laughs> in the neighborhood with David. Uh, you'll allow him to take a one day off, if you don't mind. Just I'm, I'm asking you for your editor to let him have one day off for Christmas a year, and then that way he can get... <laughs> I'm just having fun. I guess. I guess. <laughs> no, I'm Find him. Uh, at Norton0723 is a great follow on Twitter. He is always there to answer all of your fantasy football advice. And both of you guys, I want to wish you a Merry Holiday, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, all those things. And I hope to talk to Rob again next week. And Ryan, I hope best of luck to you to maybe talk to you again next week. Unless, of course, I just run away with it this week after you guys have helped me build this lineup. You can find me on Twitter as well, at Loafinit. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. But more importantly than all those actions, that fam, we want to encourage you to find a way to go out into the world and make a positive impact in somebody's life today.